Hello fellow Cybertronians and welcome to Teletran Fun where we're watching every episode of Transformers ever. I am one of your hosts Christopher Long from Long Stories and I'm joined of course by my good buddy Rai aka Collector Shuki. How's it going pal? Uh, not too bad. Not nice, too bad. It, nice. was a, it was a big mail day today so I'm uh, having a, a yeah. good time getting through <laughs> all the shit that I got today. I had a big mail day on Wednesday. I haven't gotten to open it yet so probably this weekend but uh like a crazy amount, like just like one huge box, and then like some other stuff I wasn't expecting. So I was just like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> it, it's been it's been quite the week. <laughs> I, <laughs> I honestly, dude, I woke up this morning and I was just like, "It's Thursday already!" Like, holy crap! Like it's it went so I'm so I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm excited tomorrow's Friday, but I'm also like, because I had last week off of work, and usually when that happens, the week afterwards drags by a snail's pace. Yeah, uh, and it was not the case this time. So it's Friday before I know it. I'm like, I'll take it. I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> um, this is going to be part B of episode eight. Uh, last time, part A in the commentary, we watched episodes uh, twenty, Attack of the Autobots, twenty one, Traitor, and twenty two, The Immobilizer. So this episode, we will be reviewing those episodes as well as doing a review of news. And also our pickups. So let's go ahead and start with what Transformer toys we got this week. What'd you get, Ray? Um, all right. So not looking around. It's always a struggle to remember what I had last time we recorded. Yeah. I need to make a note or something, but just going off of what I remember, um I I, I don't remember if I had airwave uh Last episode or not, but I've not. I have him now. Uh, so I still need to get the yeah because I talked about the Alicon. I remember now, so I, I did mention okay. it anyway. Um, but since then, uh, there was a, a a bit of a stale period because like not a whole lot happened. Mm. But uh, I got Galactic Man Shockwave off nice. of Hasbro Toys Shop dot com's eBay page because <laughs> uh, that's a thing that they do, I guess. Uh, yeah, they kind of got rid of their website, and now they just have an eBay sales store. So, so that was half off. So I figure for twenty five dollars, I'll take a black shockwave. Why not? I saw that, and I did consider it, and then I was just like, I, I don't need this. <laughs> I tried to be responsible for once. I did strongly consider it, though. I was not responsible, and I got it. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> uh, I also got a uh, Studio Series Leadfoot. Nice. I still need to get Top Spin and Twin Twist, but uh, Top Spin and Twin Twist are the two. Uh... What were those called? The Wreckers. Like the old oh, toys, the, the ones um, that, like Jump what? Starters or something like that. Were they Jump no. Starters? Well, you pulled them back and then like transformed and flipped over. Yeah, th those were Jump Starters. I just I didn't think Top Spin was a Jump Starter. Yeah, top spin and twin twist. Twin twist is the two drills, and top spin's the other one. But top spin is one of the wreckers. But the other one is um, top spin, lead foot, and well, I should know this. The green one. Top spin is the blue one. Roadbuster. Dark. Roadbuster. There it is. There you go. And you're you're right. They're jump starters. And Headmasters, apparently, according to Titan's Return. Right. 
you're a headmaster and you're a headmaster. You get a headmaster and you get a headmaster. So I still need to grab those two. And then I'm pretty much done with Studio Series until the movie stuff. I think those yeah, are the last so two things I need. When Do we know when that's happening? Um, the 86 movie stuff? I mean, it's, it's the next wave as far as I know. So just sometime in the next month or two. Yeah, like officially, I think it's slated for like February or January, but I'm sure they'll probably be out in like December or some shit. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah, Soundwave, Topspin, and Cliffjumper. How have I not seen Cliffjumper? I've seen Topspin and Soundwave 5,000 times. Dude, I, I got all mine on Amazon. I've never <laughs> seen any of them in person. But uh, I liked the Cliffjumper. I liked him a lot more than I... Not that I didn't think I would like him, but like I really like him. He's cool. Yeah, I, I forgot I needed a Cliffjumper, too. Yeah, you do. Um, like Forget Galactic Man. Get a Studio <laughs> Series Bumblebee Cliffjumper. Come on. Because, yeah, the wave after that is Jazz Cup and Blur from the 86, so... Okay. Yeah, I'm getting more and more excited for Cup. Like, I really like the Legends Titans Return Cup, but I am getting really excited for this one, too. I think they're both pretty good. Okay, so I got those. Um, I don't think there was anything else until uh, Ironhide Prowl got here Mm -hmm. from Amazon. Uh, Those are great. How did they arrive for you? Um... In they were in uh like Hasbro's shipper box, like the like oh, really? cardboard box. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a like a shipping manifest box or anything like that. But it was it was just like a a cardboard box that was around the inner box that said like Prowl Ironhide or whatever the Yeah, just like a shipper, yeah. Yeah. Like a case box. That's nice. Um I got lucky. Because I just, I had a long time ago, I pre-ordered a Marvel Legend of the Venom, like the movie Venom. Mm-hmm. And they just happened to ship them together. Like it just happened to come in around the same time. So they put Ironhide and Prowl and the Venom in the box together. Somehow they destroyed the Venom box. I don't know how that happened. I mean, not destroyed it, but they bent the the top of it up. I don't care. I usually throw them out anyway. But I was lucky. I saw people were getting the label slapped right on the box again, just like the Coneheads. So I don't yeah. know why they think that's I've acceptable. Seen, I've seen so much shit. I've seen them with the label slapped on the box because that—that's how my uh, cone heads were shipped. Mine too. I've seen in in an actual Amazon box, and then the way that I got mine in like the Hasbro little mm-hmm. shipper box. And I don't mind the shipper box. I don't mind that at all. To me, that's a box that protects it. I'm fine. Yeah, with that's that. fine. I remember when they had a. They had an exclusive for, I think, Power of the Prime's Nemesis Prime, and that was uh-huh. the same thing. just came by itself in the shipper box, and I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm fine with that. And, I mean, I don't keep the boxes, but I still like to do the boxes in the review, so I right. don't want them to be destroyed. But, yeah, I just I don't understand why they think. And, I mean, this box even felt smaller than, this, than the Coneheads did. So I'm just like, this is a small box. Why do you think this is okay to just slap a label on yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. It's really stupid. It would be like slapping labels on Marvel Legend figures and shipping them out that way. I'm like, yeah. that's not acceptable. <laughs> like, I mean, the bubble mailer was bad enough. Now you're not even giving us that. Yeah. It's really weird. It's just, yeah, they're bizarre. I don't know what's going on. And the problem is because they don't, they're not like super around because they're Amazon exclusives. You can't just replace it. It's not just like a movie or something that they have a hundred of them. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Amazon's dumb. 
Um, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What else did you get? Uh, today. Well, technically yesterday, but I didn't go to the mailbox, so I didn't get them until today. Uh, I got uh, Fast Track and Run Amok. Are you the retail one, Run Amok? Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. From Target. Because uh, those were the other two that I pre-ordered when I fucked everything up at Target. Uh, <laughs> so I haven't opened them yet because I just got them uh, got home not too long ago. So I haven't opened them yet. Uh, but I mean, Runo, like I, I don't care too much about Fast Track, but he's mm. the the weaponizer dudes are always fun to fiddle with. So, but uh, Runamuck looks really good. So yeah, I've been pretty excited for him and uh, Runabout as well. So pretty cool. I will open those. Probably not on the show, but I'll open those soon. And uh, also today I got the uh, what's the fucking name? Tiger Tracks. Oh, did you? Yeah, he got here today. That's funny because the other day I had I had ordered stuff from Amazon Pulse. Amazon Pulse, listen to me. <laughs> Hasbro Pulse. Pulse. It's a weird mishmash. Um, Hasbro, <laughs> Hasbro Pulse Prime. <laughs> Hasbro Prime. Um, I see that would actually work. Um, yeah, that's what it should be called. That does sound good. Um. Anyway, well, I'll wait. I'll wait till my one ups. But that's good. You got Tiger Tracks. Yep, that's good. And uh, that should be it. Like I said, I got a lot of shit this week, but that's all the Transformers I got, which is a lot of Transformers. But technically, yeah, I haven't uh, really somewhere last week. But I'm trying to think. I definitely got Prowl and Ironhide as well. Is that it? I'm trying to think. I don't know if I mentioned, and I don't know if I had this last time or not, but I got um, Earthrise RC from Amazon. You are definitely yellow sideswipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're here for it. Um, what a lad. <laughs> so I got, I have, I don't remember when I got them, so I apologize if I mentioned them already, but uh, Earthrise RC and Alicon. So Wave 2 is done. Actually, did I mention Blue Streak and Smokescreen last time? I don't remember when last we recorded. Uh, no, you did not. Okay, so I got the Walgreens exclusive Blue Streak. Luckily, it popped on their website. Um, I got Alicon, RC, and Smokescreen from Amazon as well. So that finished out Wave 2 Deluxes. And I think that's it for because wave two is just the snake, the two micromasters, the four deluxes, Snapdragon, and um, Snap Double Dealer, right? <laughs> that's it. There's only one of each, right? There's nothing else for wave yeah. two. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so then I think I'm done with wave two. Um, I was thinking about it the other day for wave three. I'm going to get the little two-headed dude that you have. Uh, obviously, I want all four of the deluxes. But then I don't think I'm going to get either of the Voyagers because I don't really... After I bought the Quintesson pit, I'm like, I don't feel like I need a second Quintesson. Yeah, I don't that, think that... that's kind of where I'm at, too. Like, I, yeah. I need to look at them side by side, and I don't know if anyone's done that yet. Yeah. But... I mean, the, the color scheme is definitely different. I right. think it's worse. I think the Quintesson pit is more like cartoon slash movie accurate, of course, because that's what they're going for with that release. But um, the mold's not great enough that I think I need two of them. And I think I definitely got the one with the better color with the better color scheme. 
So, I mean, unless I see it on sale somewhere or, like, clearance or whatever, maybe, but... Yeah, no, I can agree with that, actually. And I think uh, I'm, I'm definitely not getting Earthrise Megatron because I'm going to get the G2 version. Also, I, only need, I only need one version of that mold. I'm happy to get the G2 one, but I don't yeah. need... Because, I mean, me, so. I've seen... I think Bolt did a side-by-side, -side and it's, like, they're, they're identical, except Earthrise is a little worse. So, <laughs> considering <laughs> I already have two versions of Siege Megatron, I don't feel like I need Earthrise. I'm definitely going to get the G2 one, because that looks great. But I that'll be my representation of that mold. So, I don't think I'm getting any Voyagers from Wave 3, and I don't think there are any Leader Class from Wave 3, are there? No, there's not. So, it's literally just the four Deluxes and that one... Battlemaster, and then uh, Earthrise limps off into the night, sadly. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, need, I need Alicon, Sunstreaker, and uh, uh, Trailbreaker. Trailbreaker. And then I'm done. It's kind of funny, like, Earthrise seemed so short, like, very Power of the Primes as far as how it got treated, but it also got a ton of random online releases. Between Hasbro Pulse and right. Amazon and other places. So, like, when you actually go back one day and sit down all of your Earthrise releases, it's going to be a pretty fleshed out line. It's just not a lot of it wasn't retail, which is weird. Yeah, I, um, I think I think a lot of stuff got shifted around because of COVID. That's my guess anyway. I definitely think that's a major part of it. I also think they kind of realized we're doing a lot of repaints. We're doing a lot of retools and characters we just did in Siege. You know what I mean? Right. And right, so right. to kind of just keep putting them out in stores in waves was going to waste time, which they lost because of COVID. And also, um, they might not fly off the shelves. They know the collectors want them, so throw it at Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Move, move your two packs and your exclusives because the, the core who wants them, they'll get them and you'll make that money and you don't waste time and shelf space on something that you know the average person is going to go, didn't I, didn't I just buy that one? It looks very similar to one I bought yeah. six months ago, you know? So I think that's the nature of Earthrise lent itself to that. And then obviously Kingdom being animals, that's brand new to the average person that's going to, you know, blow them out of the water and they're going to focus more on that, which I think makes sense. I think having uh, Kingdom and the 86 movie line on the shelf at the same time, they're going to they're gonna clean up. <laughs> because, And then you have the Netflix stuff in the mix as well. Did you get any Netflix stuff? That has that all been delayed for you? Oh, no, I haven't gotten anything. Yeah, my Bumblebee and my Soundwave got delayed, and my um, Elite One got flat out canceled. Yeah, everything. Uh, I'm sure keeps getting delayed. I mean, I'm sure they'll. Before. Yeah, they'll be in stores eventually, but I haven't seen anything. I was there today, and all I saw was Netflix wise. I think all they had is like a couple Megatrons. The deluxes for in my store have been gone for a while. They have a ton of uh, Cyberverse stuff, surprisingly, like Cyberverse Warrior Class, and then a bunch of the uh, deluxe ones. But yeah, my Walmart doesn't really have much for Earthrise or um, Netflix. Actually, that's not true. They have a ton of whatever that case is of Snapdragon and Starscream. Holy crap. Oh, I know. I see that. The riser is like 40 of them. I'm like, okay, guys, that was a bad, bad purchase on your part. But what ifs? So that's weird. But anyway, so I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, I got those couple deluxes I mentioned, but that seems like forever ago. I got Prowlin' Ironhide. And like I said, okay, so this is my Hasbro Pulse story. I was expecting two boxes because a long time ago, I think I pre-ordered 
the the Marvel Legends Kingpin on the retro card, and I pre-ordered like one of those. Remember those Star Wars like pack of five figures in different themes? Like one of them was all clone troopers, one of them was like oh, all yeah. Jedi, yeah, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So I got the clone trooper one, and I was like, okay. So I pre-ordered them a million years ago, and I just forgot about them. And then I got an email that was like, oh, you know, these are on being, they're on their way. They were shipped. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I forgot. And then like the day they shipped my Kingpin, it went on Amazon for like $8 cheaper. I'm like, that makes sense because I can't go cancel the order now because it's already shipped. Um, But anyway, uh, and then when the guy came to deliver it, I was expecting two boxes. There was three. And I hadn't opened the box yet. It's probably Tiger Tracks. I never even got a shipping notice. I still haven't gotten one. It was delivered on Wednesday, and they just yeah, never said anything. <laughs> I mean, they do that from time to time. Yeah, they they'll just deliver something and not tell you about. It. Then, like probably this weekend, I'll be like, "Oh, hey, this was delivered. Did you get it?" I'm like, "Well, I hope I did." Um, and that's not, I mean, it's not a problem if I get it. And I feel like the by now it's this it's been the same FedEx guy for a while. But for a long time, they would deliver to my neighbor because for whatever reason, I have house numbers. My next door neighbor has house numbers, and then the guy on the other side of her doesn't have house numbers. So they look at her and go, oh, you know, it must be this side. And it's like, no, look to the other side. I have numbers. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> so if you deliver something to the other place and I don't know it even exists to look for it, then I'm I'm out of luck. So uh, hopefully that won't happen. But, yeah, so I'm assuming that last one is Tiger Tracks. But I think I got a lot of stuff this week, but a lot of it was not transformers so i think it's probably just those couple i was thinking about it too i mean we're going to be in a kind of a drought i mean we'll have a couple random like hasbro pulse amazon releases but cyberverse is kind of dead in the water right now and uh earthrise is wrapping up and the studio series is pretty much wrapping up until that movie stuff happens so the next month or so, I think, is going to be a little dry, unfortunately. But we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, hopefully something pops up. Although, actually, I guess in about a month, we should be getting that ratchet pack from Amazon. Oh, yeah, the one that was supposed to come out and didn't. <laughs> oh, my God, that was hilarious. They're like, it's December 3rd. Okay, no problem. All right, we lied. It's October 5th. Really? Sweet. Okay. No, it's October 26th. Oh, okay. Now it's back to December 3rd. Okay, whatever, Amazon. I don't know. <laughs> Don't know what happened there. Someone got a little confused, but okay. I'm back to where I started, so I guess I didn't lose anything. <laughs> I have lost nothing in this. Yeah. Just some yeah, I, was, I was supposed to get, um, you know, that Megatron that they redid out of Galvatron because it's like from the comics or whatever, like their yeah. little comics. Um, that was delayed. And I think um, uh god neptune is supposed to be somewhat soon yeah god God, neptune was delayed was he delayed too i couldn't even remember yeah that makes Uh, sense let me check real quick god neptune uh december 3rd (laughs) okay makes sense makes sense so yeah i think that's the state of things for right now um so I guess we'll move on to news, unless you have anything else that you remember. Uh, no, if I do, I'll blurt it out randomly. Sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> All 
All right, so what what news do we have? I don't feel like we don't have much. Yeah, not a whole lot. Um, I keep clicking out of the tab. I'm dumb. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first off is the fourth of the Amazon exclusive Galaxy Odyssey releases. Uh, we got uh, Earthrise Barricade. Oh, uh, yes, I forgot. I had actually managed to block this from my mind, and now I'm upset again. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so we, we, knew, we knew about Earthrise Barricade already. We talked about it on the show. Uh, but how it's releasing is it is packed with a repaint of the Power of the Primes Punch Counterpunch. And it's um, like a slightly lighter shade of blue. That's yeah, it. He's, he's lighter with more yellow bits. Uh, he's, carrying in a, he's carrying a very Nightbeat kind of vibe. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't make him Nightbeat. Uh, That's what I was gonna say. I wouldn't mind buying the mold again if they repainted it as a new character. Now I understand the gimmick with Punch Counter Punch is very specific, so it's hard to make another character out of him. But you could easily just, you know, not paint the Decepticon parts and just make him Nightbeat because the car kind of fits. So I don't know. I just, I just think it's dumb. I mean, everyone's like, "Ooh, well, I didn't get it, so it's great for me." I'm like, "Okay, great. I'm glad." But why couldn't they just release them separately, and then people who want them could buy it, and people who don't don't have to? Right? Because <laughs> you're not really doing anything to make it me want to buy a second one. Yeah, this so just know. isn't different enough. Yeah, I really. I mean, here's the thing: I want the barricade, but I haven't decided yet if they've angered me enough to just live without it. I still have the Siege one, and he's not bad, but I do really like this mold better. I already have it three times, so I'm kind of like... <laughs> I don't know, Barricade. You're not a strong enough character that... If it was, like, Smokescreen or somebody else, or right. certainly Blue Streak, I would have probably caved and been like, all right, whatever. But... I mean, one person... I forget who it was. Someone on Twitter did bring up, like, well, then you could display one as Punch and one as Counterpunch. And I was like, eh, I guess that's an argument, but... I don't know. I <laughs> that have, might uh, be the argument that wins me over to me. Punch counterpunch from Earth 2. He's slightly lighter, and then they can transform <laughs> into one and fight each other. <laughs> yeah. This is jab counter jab. Whoa, hold on. What a second. I don't know what's going on now. Uh <laughs> yeah, with his doors. His doors. Maybe if like maybe that. if Tauntaun reviews them or somebody and I can actually get like a full look at them. It's just, I mean, even if it was just like, oh, this is shattered glass punch counter punch and we just change the colors completely, that would be something. That would be something. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. just, if you were just like, look, we know it's the same old, we didn't try, but here's a cool new color scheme. It's day glow. Call it, call it G2 punch counter punch. I don't give a shit. Make them neon blue and green or some shit. At least it will be something. I'd be like, okay, that's goofy, but all right. It's like with, um, uh, what's the, what do they do with Spinister? What's that guy's name? Uh, Rotor Storm. Yeah. You know, I don't know anything about that character, but it's a fun color scheme. It's a good mold. I'm here for it. This was literally just like, well, he's a lighter blue. Okay, cool. Thanks, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's... I don't know. I feel like they could have done something. I'm looking at uh, Punch, and now I'm looking at Nightbeat. God damn it. They were so close. <laughs> like, I'm just looking so at close it, and to I'm greatness. like... All you had to do was paint a couple different things on the chest, maybe remold the chest. And 
you were there. <laughs> I know. It's such a shame. It's just, like I said, it's just dumb. And I want a drink beer. The other day I fished out my... Um, I went and found the bin it was in. The night beat for... Um, the uh, Thrilling 30 one? Yes, exactly. Oh, the one that exactly. was from IDW Bumblebee? Yeah, it was Bumblebee, it was Goldbug, it was Nightbeat. Might have even been something else at one point. Um, yeah, I'm looking at that one, too. That one wasn't bad. It wasn't. I, I pulled it out and I transformed it, and I was like, okay, you know, this was all right. Because like, at, at this point, I don't have any kind of... Uh, I don't have any kind of representation of Nightbeat because I didn't do any of the junior headmasters. So, yeah, I, I really feel like this could have been, like you said, just remold the head and it could have been Nightbeat. Like, yeah, it's, it's right so there. close. Like, that's disappointing. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, it looks great and it's a good toy. It's just that you already sold it to me. Did you not remember that you already sold it to me? Because you did. <laughs> I feel like you knew, though. You knew. You knew what you were doing. So, so question, if you did get both of them, which one would you display as punch and which one would you display as counterpunch? Uh, I'd have to look at them side by side. I feel like the lighter one would be punch, and the little bit darker blue. That would one be would be, that would be my thought. That's what I'm thinking too. The one that should be night beat will be the Autobot, and <laughs> yeah, basically the one that actually looks like Counter Punch will be the Decepticon. No, Amazon has fast track ships in a week. I do that. I'm trying to remember. I think at one point I, I pre-ordered Run Amuck at Walmart because I was buying something else and I needed something to get free shipping. So I was like, all right, I'll probably cancel it anyway. But we'll who get cares? that in three months. <laughs> what Walmart likes to do to me is I order something and then they're like, okay, you know, I order two things to get free shipping and then they're like, we had to cancel one of them. I'm like, I don't care as long as you still give me the free shipping. I, don't, I only bought it to get free shipping. <laughs> Did I tell you about my G? Oh, I got G1 Blaster. I forgot to mention G1 Blaster. Did I tell you my G1 Blaster story? No. So I ordered pre-ordered G1 Blaster back when he was announced. Feels like forever ago. Um, they told me it was delayed. Then they told me, um, I'm sorry, we had to cancel your order. Okay. I go to their website. He's in stock. Makes total sense. <laughs> so I was like, well, before when I pre-ordered it, because I pre-ordered it by itself, I had to pay $6 shipping, whatever shipping was. So I was like, well, this time I'll just add something else. So I found like some Lego Harry Potter blind bags or something, right? Plus two of them in there to get free shipping. Okay, fine. I need them anyway. Um, they ship Blaster. Then they get, send me another email that says, I'm sorry, we have to cancel your Harry Potter blind bags. <laughs> All right. Still got the free shipping. So, I mean, I only bought them to get free shipping. You canceled them. What the hell do I care? I, you know, I still got the free shipping. It's better for me, really, because it's money I didn't want to spend. I get the free shipping now. Great. And then <laughs> I think later that day, I went to the store and they had it in the store. So I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know why I bother with their website anymore. I think he was still, when I went today, there was still one left. And he's great, though. I loved him. I reviewed him the other day. I'm, I'm happy to do him. I hope they do some cassettes for him, though. Because I, I tried it, and I don't think the Soundwave ones fit, which is weird. That's strange. I think because they're, like, die-cast, and they're they're just a little too wide. Like, I tried Laserbeak with the wings, and it's just a little too big. Oh, okay. 
But anyway, yeah. So, so like I said, I don't know if I'll actually get that run amok. I'll have to look for uh, Sunstreaker and Trailbreaker as well. I mean, it ships in a week. I probably won't. I won't go anywhere before then, anyway. Anyway, I'll figure that out on my own time. Uh, moving on. Um, so yeah, that happened, yeah. and it's dumb. But let's go to the next story. Uh, 3.0 is releasing Bumblebee's uh, The Last Night design as their next deluxe scale figure. What is 3.0? Uh, the, you know the movie Bumblebee I got with the light-up eyes and shit? Oh, okay, the non-transforming one? Yep, the the nice big die-cast mm, figure. Yeah, Bumblebee. yeah. <laughs> It's basically like Hot Toys for Transformers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's their next release is La- Last Night Bumblebee. Uh, definitely very tempted because I love the movie Bumblebee that I have uh, from them. So I would not be opposed to getting this, but my wallet probably would be. Last Night Bumblebee. How does he look different from most Bumblebees? Well, they, they haven't done any other ones. Oh, okay. They're so just, just choosing the newest one of that one. Gotcha. I was thinking, was it which one was it where he he was his ultimate was mostly black? Was that Age of Extinction? I think so. Yeah. At least that I thought was like changing up a little bit. I liked that one more. All the other Camaros are basically the same thing. All right. That's cool. Yep, does look really cool. I don't think it has a announced price yet, uh, but it'll be a about one eighty. Probably. Oh wow! So they're definitely pricey, but they are good quality. So it's high quality. <laughs> high quality. Uh, a Japanese company, uh, Prime One Studio, is releasing this is random ass Transformers apparel. Uh, <laughs> they've got little uh, card cases of Prime and Megatron's like G One art. With oh, nice. Japanese Transformers logo on it, they have a like Soundwave's chest, uh, like purse bag, messenger bag kind of thing. Uh, and oh, <laughs> it attached to it is a like Ravage cassette, and it's a pass for like a, a pass holder for you know, train tickets and stuff. Nice, that's neat. I was gonna say they should have it so that it like hooks and then the it folds down or like it like his chest folds open you know what i'm saying instead yeah. of having it like a thing from up top it should be like you just unclip it and then that just opens up and that's how you put stuff in it it'd be hilarious it did they it looks like it can't fit there like it slides in or something like that i don't know it's an interesting shit it's, i just thought it was funny <laughs> It's interesting shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up is a Japanese company, Trumpeter. Trumpeter Japan. Trump. <laughs> uh, they're releasing a Bumblebee movie, Bumblebee. I can't believe there's something I need to say. Uh, model kit. So uh-huh. uh, this one is. 30 about 38 dollars uh give or take set to release in january 2021 uh i don't know like i, I can't tell you because the tfw article doesn't really say just says easy to build which doesn't need glue or painting 
So I don't know how much of this is stickers. Uh, yeah, I would assume it would be. The promotional pictures really. look very good, but I don't know how much of that is. Hey, look, we painted it, even though you don't have to, except it'll look like yeah. that. Yeah, I got burned on those Ronin Warrior ones. Oh, yeah, you did. It's like the whole body is white, and then there's some red for the armor. And I'm like, why didn't you just make some of these other pieces out of white? It would have looked better. Because we didn't. Okay, bye. Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you're into model kits and you want a nice posable Bumblebee, check it out. Maybe it's for you. Uh, let's see. After that, uh, randomly in the middle of the week, like yesterday, uh, <laughs> Hasbro Pulse was like, hey, you remember the Golden Lagoon toys Japan did a while ago? You can buy a mirror. So yeah, you can buy a mirror. <laughs> Oh, I missed that. When did that happen? Uh, yesterday. Uh, so they'll be released. It says January 1st, 2021. It'll probably ship sooner than that. But uh, for a memory refresher, uh, Golden Lagoon 1 was MP10 Prime. Uh, Golden Lagoon 2 was the Unite Warriors Starscream mold that they did in the Grand Galvatron pack. Uh, I don't know why they released that in that but oh so it's just one of the aerial bots from combiner wars correct <laughs> uh okay. he uh Lagoon 3 was perceptor uh beachcomber and sea spray the titans return molds yeah and then gl4 was titans return Soundwave. so if any of those tickle your interests have at well they're all sold out so don't oh, nice <laughs> Never mind. Actually, no. Prime is still here for 180. Because he's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's neat, but pass. I don't have any reason to buy that. It's just like a slightly. I mean, it's that Soundwave from Titans Return, which was it wasn't bad, but I mean, now that I have like a Siege and then now Earthrise one coming, right. I definitely don't need. And like that one, by comparison, is not as good anymore. <laughs> so, time, but it was definitely blaster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, another thing, kind of out of left field. Uh, I don't know what Ozformers is, but they had a uh, a reveal yesterday or earlier today. Technically, it was last night uh, for us in America. They're like, oh, we're going to do a new figure reveal. And everyone's like, oh, cool, exciting. And it turns out it is a, a Bumblebee movie, Starscream, uh, that is heavily, and I, I mean heavily, in the sense that like, it shares engineering and maybe like the thighs, but is mostly new parts <laughs> of uh, Bumblebee movie Blitzwing uh, studio series. So, like, I I don't want to say if you like Blitzwing, you might want this because it's vastly different. Like the, the alt mode is the like the Tetra Jets scene in the Bumblebee movie for like all <laughs> two seconds it, were in the movie. It really reminds me of like if someone took movie Blitzwing and said, how do I turn this into the war for Cybertron video game seekers? OK, yeah, I can see that. Like the vehicle mode, especially, I feel like looks like. War for Cybertron, or Fall of Cybertron, whichever one right. it was. Yeah, because from the top, because they were Tetrajet-ish, 
and the the fall of cybertron toy had those like big gatling gun things at the bottom of it Mm -hmm. this one has like a weird body shaped tumor sticking out yeah this thing is i i'm uh i'm sorry it's bad i hate it oh it's (laughs) it's absolutely bad but i love it no it's not for me but i love i mean don't get me wrong awful you love it you get it and happy to you but I mean, if it was like okay, so the robot mode is meh. Like, it's basically Blitzwing, and I liked Blitzwing's robot mode. I don't know why I painted a Starscream; it doesn't work as well. I think it's just because it's like too garish. I don't know because it's like a Bayformer Transformer, like painted like G one, but like too much like G. Does that make sense? I know that seems dumb, but like, I don't know. This color scheme just doesn't fit. And then, but I'm like, okay, I could probably get around. Like, I could probably get eventually to like the robot mode. But then I see that vehicle mode, and I just, I don't like any part of it. I would rather it just be a repainted slash slightly remolded Blitzwing and just transform into Blitzwing. Like, his his jet mode I would have rather had. Or if you could somehow give me the jet without that giant growth on his taint, I could really... Get behind that, maybe. That's the rest of the robot button. It's so bad. It's like, I mean, you thought the Siege Tetra Jets were bad for having stuff underneath? This is ten times worse. So, yeah, I can't. Whole ass half a robot under there. I mean, why would you, yeah, why would you transform into a jet and then have a completely non aerodynamic just block of metal hanging off your butt? Like, as a gun. It, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's so you can go pew pew. Yeah. It would be like if I attached a wheel to the side of my arm and then tried to pretend I was a car. Like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like just like my legs just dragging down the street as I try to drive around. Like, no, it's just it's not that's not how this works. It's just yeah, no thank you. I'm sorry. It exists. You want it? It's on Hasbro Pulse and some other places. It's really dumb. I'll probably end up getting it. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but no. Like I said, I get honestly. I'm almost warming up to the. The more I look at it, I'm almost warming up to the robot mode. But that that's just that vehicle mode. And honestly, from the top down, the vehicle mode because they have a picture that's literally like an aerial shot. And I'm like, if it just looked like that, not that bad. And they show you the side. Ooh, that's bad. That's not great. And another thing I forgot for my pickups, because uh, I'm flipping through the news again real quick. Uh, that, that's it for the news. But uh, okay. one thing I, I forgot, because I don't actually have it in hand, but I know if I wait, I'll probably forget about it. Because uh, it, it, through a stupid-ass mistake, it got sent to my parents' house. Uh, um, but I grabbed... Okay, so like just for a, a preface... I fucking love Windblade. Like Windblade's sure. a fantastic character. And for uh, TFCon Online this year, um, Fans Hobby did a re- redeco slash new head of their... I think it was a, a mold of Minerva. Uh, okay. And they did it up as, as Windblade, and they called it Wheelblade, because Windblade has a car. And, oh, I did see that somewhere, I think. And it, I, I had to get it because it was a Windblade, and she's got a big-ass sword. 
and I love it. So I'll I'll let everyone if I can remember, I'll let everyone know how that is uh, next episode. But yeah, it's sitting at my parents' house right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, I did grab that. It was one of them nice, exclusives. Nice. Of course, of course. So yeah. Uh, as far as I know, that's it. If you have any breaking news, I'll let you know. <laughs> sounds good, sounds good. All right, so we'll move into our episode reviews. Uh, first off, we'll start with episode 20, Attack of the Autobots. Um, real quick premise. Um, Megatron and Starscream use an invisibility spray to sneak into the arc and replace some component of the Autobots recharging stations so that it alters their personality so that they serve the Decepticons. And then they send them out to you know rampage and a very small contingent of Autobots is left unaffected unaffected uh mostly bumblebee and i think jazz i think and then they eventually uh fix blue streak and then a couple of the others and it just snowballs from there until yeah. they eventually rescue everyone Jazz comes in and goes oh blue streak what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> what's up blue streak oh stop trying to kill me what's up uh but yeah so it's a weird episode like okay i get the premise you know it's it's they have you've seen these kinds of things in in tv shows where Something happens, whether it's a virus or it's it's a freeze ray or whatever, and you know you affect you know you make it so the the bad guys almost infect everybody or take everyone over, and then you know you come back because you have to put everything back at the end of twenty two minutes. So like, okay, it's a fine premise, but the things that I don't that don't make any sense to me, Megatron's got an invisibility spray. This is the best thing he can come up with. It like I don't know. I feel like there's a ton of other things he could do. He could just sneak up behind the Autobots and kill them. I don't know. That's just off the top of my head. Uh, the other thing is they're always going on about how Teletran 1 will alert us. Teletran 1 will alert us. So they put the spray on, walk in, Teletran 1, none the wiser, even though it doesn't have like sensors to detect energy signatures or things like it. There's plenty of other times when it detects things approaching that it can't see. Not this time, apparently. And then later on, when they figure it out and they go to Teletran 1, and Teletran 1's like, oh, here's the footage of them sneaking in, and you can see their invisible outline still. So I'm like, he didn't detect them, but he could video them. He's got a full video of it. Didn't stop them. And he can apparently see them. I don't know. The whole thing just doesn't make sense to me. The whole premise. Like... The premise is fine, but the setup of the premise makes no sense to me. Like, once you get to the part where, okay, they're evil and they're doing stuff and the others have to save them, okay, it gets a little bit more interesting. But uh, they come up with these gadgets that they, like, they have to make physical contact and then it, like, you know, resets them, basically. But they can only use each one one time, which seems weird to me. I don't know why that's a thing. Right. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. Dude... <laughs> Before I read off some of the continuity things down here, which made me laugh, uh, is there anything you wanted to, to chime in about? I don't got a whole lot. Uh, I enjoyed this episode because of Optimus Prime's like weird fascination with destroying all of the planes. 
He hates jets. Yeah, He's, I don't know if they they killed his parents or what. Play. I don't know what the deal is. But he literally just goes into that airfield and he's just like, every plane will die by my hand. And he's karate chopping them. And yeah, he is not having it. Um, the other part I will say, the shining moment, is at the very end, um, when they only have one left and they have to make sure they don't miss Prime, Bumblebee just goes up to him and he's like, we're buddies, right, Prime? Like, you won't hurt me. And Prime's like, oh, I can only control myself for a second. Quick, do it. And then he like puts it on him and he he you know comes back and then he just hugs Bumblebee and he's just like thanks special buddy and I'm just like oh my god it's so adorable. The, the caption here says Bumblebee from now on you'll be a hug master. <laughs> nice. I just thought of the uh, toys that made us episode for Transformers when they're talking to the the uh, Japanese gentleman who's I forget his name but he's responsible for a lot of the toys over the years like designing them and the engineering and everything and he's just like Bumblebee. Sweet boy. <laughs> it's, it's always in my mind whenever Bumblebee does something adorable. I'm just like, sweet boy. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a goofy you know, premise. It, it's a very much throwaway episode. But you get some Skyfire. You know, there's all these Skyfire episodes I do not remember at all. Apparently, he's in the show a lot more than, than I remember, which is great. You know, I'm always happy to see him. Huge weird size things with Skyfire, though. You know, one second he's got 40 Autobots riding inside him. You know, the next minute, you know, they're riding on top of him and they look to be like the exact same size as him. It's so weird. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, this show's obviously no stranger to weird size things with Megatron and, and Soundwave shrinking whenever they feel like <laughs> it. So who the hell knows? But the one couple of things I did want to read that I thought was hilarious. Um, I mentioned this while we we're doing the commentary. Flying Autobots. This is a thing still, I understand in the first three episodes when they didn't have their powers and everything worked out, so I excuse that. But every once in a while, you just have an Autobot just fly for no reason. And I'm like, Autobots can't fly. They literally, there's a part later in Return of Optimus Prime when, Mech, when Galvatron says, too bad Autobots can't fly. Like, that's canon. It's there. So stop just randomly throwing in flying Autobots when it suits you. Um, yeah, so uh, they just like to do that. We need them to fly right now, so they fly. But yeah, he just does it. I mean, I, I understand back then, you know, they hadn't really established these kinds of things, but I also like these next two ones. Uh, Superhuman Spike. I think I did mention this as well. Spark plug and Spike's eardrums are somehow not shattered by Jazz's speakers, which are loud enough to start an avalanche. <laughs> also, it mentions how I think they called an avalanche, but an avalanche would mean a snow slide. Or, right. You know, it was a rock slide. And then this is my favorite one, superhero, superhuman Dr. Harding. This is the uh, female scientist. Judging by the exterior shot of the lab as well, the size of the parasols visible from her window, she is at absolute minimum four stories up, probably higher. Yet she manages to survive the fall of the parasols without so much as whiplash. She also survives being thrown by hound while trapped in a dumpster, a throw with enough force to not only destroy the dumpster, but also seriously damage the wall behind it. Even if the dumpster was filled with pillows, every bone in Harding's body would have been smashed to pieces by the sheer impact. <laughs> I thought they, about that when she rolled out of it. They do that kind of stuff all the time in this show, and you're just like dead. He'd be dead. <laughs> dead. He'd be dead. Like you know, Rumble goes up and just like bitch slaps. It, it happens in like the next episode of the episode after that with those scientists. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, okay, if if they saw like Rumble push Spike and he just fell to the ground, okay. But there are times when he literally just like bitch slaps him, and I'm like, he is made of metal. 
Like if somebody came up to me with a metal girder, I mean, you got to think about what kind of force Rumble's exerting behind this bitch slap. His face would go off. His head would come off his body. Like I'm not <laughs> even lying. He'd be dead. And they just don't even, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay. I guess he just holds back. But again, I get it's a kid's show. It just it makes me laugh to point these things out. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, the other part that I thought was weird was when they have those um, pieces that they like uh, to turn them all back to normal, the little bomb type things, the little stickers, whatever. The little prickler things. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I think of too, like a like a sticker from a plant or something. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, Hound is just loading them into his gun and firing them off like paintball pellets, which is fine. Prime opens up his trailer and they say he separates into his three components. Which is roller, yep. him in cab mode, I guess, and then also the like turret thing. You, anyone who had the toy or has even seen it knows what I'm talking about. The little, the little, yeah, the robot thing with the one grabber claw and the two guns. So apparently these are his three components because they waste two of these things on roller and the little gun. And then that's how they have to use the last one on Prime. So... I, I understand Roller to some extent because in the original three episodes we saw him send Roller out and, you know, Roller was almost like a droid. Like, it might have some kind of sentience, but it's not a full Autobot. Obviously, it doesn't transform. So it's almost like a... Like, I don't know. Do you consider droids... I mean, I don't know. This is a debate for another time. But in any case... So, okay, maybe Roller. But I'm like, the gun turret has a personality as well? Like, what's <laughs> happening here? I don't know. It just was weird to me. So, I mean, um, in, in my humble opinion, I only think Roller would count, but... You don't even think Roller? I feel like... like a... The thing about Roller is that, like, like, he doesn't talk. He just rolls around. But he beep-boops. He, <laughs> he beep-boops. Oh, as know, much I... as R2 does. I, I guess it's because Roller, like, isn't given character focus. Yeah, no, certainly not. So I just think of Roller as like a little robot. But I, I mean, sometimes I, he's blue, sometimes he's gray. We don't know. That's, that's fair. He changes colors. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I thought it was a whole weird thing that they had to waste three on him. Like, I feel like you could just hit Prime and then the trailer would automatically... I don't know. Because if you think about it, when he was in the charging station he's in robot mode the trailer was nowhere in sight so how do we know the trailer's been affected roller wasn't put in that thing the turret wasn't put yeah, in that like, thing it's not like a disease right right so it's just weird um this i also thought was funny apparently david wise wrote this episode and it says he reused elements of this story for the teenage mutant ninja turtles episode slash the evil turtle from dimension x <laughs> <laughs> this is not entirely unique as Wise was known for recycling his plots. And then there's a link, and I'm assuming that there's a whole Recycle-O-Matic. David Wise frequently recycled concepts and ideas. <laughs> Day of the Machines, recycled from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe episode, Day of the Machines. Okay, not even this is a different title. Microbots, recycled from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe episode, Day of the Machines. Okay. Kremazak recycled from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Apparently, Day of the Machines was a big one for He-Man. <laughs> he got three different Transformer plots out of it. It was once again for the Mighty Ducks episode, Zap Attack. Defenders of the Earth episode, Audi and Tweak. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the big zip attack. He would just, this is over and over and over again. He would take one story and get like five different cartoons out of it. Auto Bop Recycle for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, Corporate Raiders from Dimension X. That's a great one, though. Girl Who Loved Power Glide. Who recycled that? Poor Little Rich Turtle. Another TMNT episode. Trans-European Express Recycle from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episodes, Hot Riding Teenagers from Dimension X. Oh, The Weather Machine. Sure. And the Rebirth Part 3 Recycle from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, Shredder and Splinter. The circumstances were Gavatron and Lord Zarek bicker over leadership. Oh, it's just dialogue you just lifted. That's hilarious. Because I was like, that's not really that much of a theme to copy. But apparently it's just the line, lines of dialogue you just completely stole. <laughs> I mean, he's stealing from himself, so it's not like he's really stealing, but that's just hysterical. He's just you are so allowed lazy. to steal from yourself. It's called being lazy, but you know. Yeah, he's just like, these kids don't care. It's just give him something I've worked before. I, gotta, I, gotta, I was out drinking again. And <laughs> <laughs> I just had to, something's due by Monday and recycle this shit. There we go. That's hysterical, though. I love that. Uh, yeah, so it was a real... Oh, this says something about G.I. Joe music, and I thought I mentioned that, too. Let me see if I can find that again. I don't know. You, is there anything you want to comment while I'm trying to read this again? Uh... No. <laughs> uh... Oh, no, this is... This is talking about Star Wars sound effects. They really do use a lot of Star Wars sound effects. I don't know. Really I guess do. they did they pay for those, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but you hear TIE fighter lasers and, and um lightsaber sounds all the time. It's kind of hilarious. So yeah, again, it's a real throwaway episode. You know, it's okay. I feel like it has a lot of plot holes, but again, it's a eighties cartoon half hour TV show. What do you expect? Um, one must wonder why these weren't used on the Decepticons to turn them good and end the war forever. Would Earth be too boring without evil Decepticons to fight? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. I felt more like it was, you know, because they were, it was restoring their, like it was erasing the programming. So it's, it's not really reprogramming them. It's kind of undoing the previous reprogramming, but I don't know. I guess you could put the Decepticons in a similar machine and make them good and then just never shoot them with anything. All right, well, if you're done, I'm going to move on to Traitor, episode number 21. Um, another really manufactured conflict. So real quick overview, the Decepticons hit some kind of lab and steal this gizmo of the week for you know power and energon and all that. And... Cliff Shepard's out on patrol and he finds like where their base is. And he's like, well, Mirage searched there yesterday and he didn't report anything. And Mirage is like, well, we weren't there yesterday, dude. I don't know what to tell you. And like Cliff Shepard just goes off. Oh, you know, you're a traitor. You're probably working for the Decepticons. It's just like out of nowhere. It's like, why would you accuse him of all this shit? But anyway, so he accuses him of being a traitor. And then there's this, they go and have a fight. And during the fight, Mirage rips off like part of, um, Skywarp's wing with the insignia on it and then the insecticons show up and the fight's over there's also only like four autobots in this whole episode by the way so the decepticons got <laughs> the decepticons get energon from this gizmo they give some to the insecticons for helping mirage goes to their base steals the energon leaves the piece of skywarp's wing to try to frame them 
takes the Energon to the Decepticons, drops it there, lets himself be seen so that they try to fire on him. That way, it almost looks like they're firing on the Insecticons because, like, he jumps out of the way in time or something. And then they start fighting against each other, you know, until they talk to each other for four seconds and realize that it's all bullshit. And then uh, Cliffjumper shows up and sees Mirage, like, around in the area and goes, he is a traitor. Look, he's hanging out with them. He brought them Energon cubes. And then another fight happens. And this whole time, you know, Cliffjumper's, like, trying to wail on Mirage because he thinks he's a traitor. Oh, I forgot. At one point, Bombshell actually hits him with one of those, like, cerebral implants so that he uh, actually is under their control. So then he does do a couple things because they tell him to. Anyway, obviously, it all gets resolved in the end. And... (laughs) In one of the most ridiculous scenes in a G1 episode, they have uh, Mirage on a table because they're checking him out because he was mind-controlled and making sure he's all back together and everything. And Cliffjumper just runs and jumps on him and goes, you better check my head too because I must have been crazy to think my buddy was a traitor. And then they start wrestling and just roll off the shot while the Ratchet just looks at them and giggles. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. I need that in a gift too. Yeah, that's true. We do need that to give. But it's just, it's such manufactured conflict. Like, the accusation comes out of nowhere based on, like, simple negligence or literally just bad timing, if anything. And then it's, like, hardcore. He's so convinced he's a traitor. And then, like, they barely explain it away. And then he's just like, oh, I'm so sorry, my best friend. How did I ever suspect you? And I'm like... Now he's your best friend. He could like was he your best friend two minutes ago when you were trying to kill him? Like literally, like no, I, I think there's not. a there's a part where he says something like, "I'd never fall on another Autobot, but fuck Mirage," and he tries to shoot him. <laughs> and I'm like, what is oh, happening? Episode, Cliff Trevor's just like fuck Mirage. Yeah, it's literally like every ten seconds, like, and it gets comical to a point where they be like, "Oh, we better go look at the Decepticons, but don't bring Prowl or don't bring Mirage because he sucks." And Prime's like, all right, go easy, Cliff Jumper. And then he's like, all right, let's all roll there or transform. But, you know, you probably won't be able to transform Mirage because he sucks. And it's literally just like no matter what happens, Cliff Jumper's pointing out how Mirage is terrible at it. It's just so random. I don't know, dude. Like I said, a lot of these episodes, like the conflict seems so manufactured just because they needed to fill 22 episodes. I don't know. It's just really weird to me. This is definitely not one that I would go back and watch a ton. Because um, it's just, and the plot doesn't even make sense. Like they steal this weird, like, and the other thing. So it's a machine. Okay, this is my other part. So they go to this lab, like we mentioned earlier, with the two scientists, and they're just throwing them, throwing them into walls, smashing them about, dropping them stories from. Because at one point they go to like rip out the machine, and for whatever reason the machine is like a like a crystal green color. I don't understand why. Probably made out of the Earth's core. Anyway, they rip it off, and then the guy's like, don't take my machine, and he hangs on it. And then they literally, like, they're coming out of the roof, and he falls, like... The two scientists fall at least 50 feet from the electrosub module, but recover almost instantly. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. So that is weird. So it's another instance of the humans, like, basically being invincible in this show. And then... They take this weird disc thing and hook it up to some other machine, and then somehow they get energon from it. They don't really explain these things. They just happen. Whatever. 
And then there's this whole back and forth with the Energon and, and Mirage and I don't know, dude. It's just at the end of the day, it's like, what even really happened? Like he tried to get the two factions. Yeah, like, like Mirage tried to get the two to fight. It worked for 14 seconds until they just went, why are we fighting again? Oh, that makes no sense. Okay, we'll stop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like anytime they do that kind of shit, it never works because as soon as they just explain what's going on, it, it ends. So it doesn't make any sense. And then the ending is just bizarre. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, eh, it's meh. It's very meh. <laughs> like I said, it's not one that I usually come back to and for good reason. <laughs> the, from the bottom, the trivia says this episode ends with Cliff Jumper jumping in Mirage's lap, and the two of them hugging and rolling over while Ratchet laughs. This is the epitome of weird. <laughs> and the picture caption just says, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it is. It's just. It's just awkward. Like I don't know. They were just ready to kill each other. Well, Cliff Jumper was just ready to kill him, and now they're just like hugging and wrestling. <laughs> And then they they cut to Ratchet, and not only is he laughing, he has this look on his face like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> it's so weird. It's just a weird episode, man. I don't know. It's not... I mean, with all these episodes, when I say, like, I don't really care for it, it's not that it's bad. It's just kind of boring and dumb. And I, I feel like we're getting... We're, we're about approaching the part of this show where it gets good. And there are some good episodes in the beginning, like in the first season. But there were just a lot of dumb episodes, too, where I guess they just didn't know what to do with these guys. And I don't know. This one is just another kind of dumb. I mean, you know, is it worth watching once? Okay. Is it one I'm ever going to come back to? Probably not. I don't know. I feel like I should we should be analyzing it more, but I'm just like, there's not much to say. It's just kind of a, a dumb story. Well, there's that... absolutely nothing to analyze in here. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, when we get into, like, Beast Wars and actually well-written shows, there'll be things to analyze and talk about. But this is just kind of, like, random nonsense for 22 minutes because that's how the 80s worked for the most part. And it's like, yeah, okay. Kind of true. Uh, oh, shit. I'm just looking at this picture of me. <laughs> just rolling around. Uh, and, like, they're getting off the table. And like Cliff Jumper is in Mirage's lap, and Ratchet's just in the corner. <laughs> That's the other thing. The table is not really a table as much as it's just like a slab on the floor. <laughs> yeah, just a slightly raised metal rectangle on the floor. It's weird. I don't know. It's weird, man. All right, moving on. Do you have anything else to add before we move on? No, just everyone watch this episode at least one time. It's fucking dumb. If nothing else, watch the last five minutes. That's all you really need. But moving on to episode 22, The Immobilizer. So um, real basic, you know, plot. Wheeljack invents a device. The Decepticons steal it and use it for no good. Very common plot theme. You know, we wonder why we let Wheeljack invent stuff anymore at this point, because it's always just being stolen and used for the wrong purposes. But it's a it's a device, The Immobilizer, that literally just freezes things in place. They try it on like a little waterfall and it just freezes the water like solid. Then once they get a hold of it, they start freezing the Autobots, of course. And then I guess there's a fight and eventually they get it back and reverse the polarity, of course. Uh, this episode also 
Osley also introduces Carly, which will be a reoccurring character and somewhat important later on, especially to Spike. Certainly important to Daniel. Um, so she, it's it, <laughs> Wheeljack is testing this device and it breaks. So he sends Bumblebee and Spike into town, and he's just literally like, "Go get me a new Wazzy Hoosits," and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll just go run to Walmart and pick one of those up." I guess in the eighties, jump in my car and let's go. So they go into town for whatever weird device piece he needs, and instead they just go to the arcade. It's just Bumblebee and Spike hanging out in the arcade. And he's like, come on, Bumblebee, we should have been back hours ago. And I'm like, I hope, I guess, I mean, it's not like, you know, he's going to get in trouble or anything, but I feel like Wheeljack would be pissed. I don't know how important <laughs> this thing is to him. But... To be fair, I'd want to go to the arcade too. Oh, I certainly would too. Um, but in any case, so while they're at the arcade, that's where they run into Carly. And she's just like, oh, I want to hang out with the Autobots. Let's do this. And Spike's like, yeah, it's not really how it works. You have to like, be about to die on an oil rig if you want to be their friend. That's how you get in. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, so she starts like following them, and I think she does. She go into the woods first, or does she just find their base first? I think she goes in the woods. They're they're tracking yeah, the, the first time they see her against the woods. Yeah, I think it's when they're testing the device, and Ironhide is supposed to be on duty. And, you know, she's stumbling around in the woods, so Ironhide goes to see what's going on. And while she's distracting Ironhide, the Decepticons find the Autobots and steal the device. So then Ironhide gets all down on himself. You know, I left my post. I did this. And I'm like, it's not your fault, dude. Carly, like, made a tree fall down. You went to investigate. Of course that's what you would do. <laughs> like, that's that's what a good guard does. You see a weird thing, you go check it out. So um, then I guess that she he takes them they take her back to the base for some reason. And, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how to get the immobilizer back. And then there's a showdown and she's the one that reverses the polarity. She literally like opens up the side and just changes two tubes. And they're like, how did you know how to do that? And she's like, Oh, well, I also I have, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I assumed that would work because of my degrees and blah, 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 blah. blah. And they're just like, Oh, you're super smart. That didn't come up any time until now, but cool. All right. I guess that's why we don't need Chip anymore. Um, I feel like Chip never shows up again. Like after season, I, I literally don't think he does. Yeah, I don't know. Like he's just like we have stopped being friends with him. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so then like her and Spike ride off into the sunset to go get chocolate sodas. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> chocolate soda. Yeah, I'm like, do you mean a milkshake? What is a chocolate soda? <laughs> So I do think <laughs> there's this other one. Ratchet puts the finishing touches on his resin cast wheeljack model. Wheeljack accidentally gets immobilized because the thing's gonna like hit Spike and he jumps in front of it. And then Ratchet runs up and almost looks like he's trying to rip his head off. Like it's a really weird. It really exchange. is. You're like, he oh, we can fix him. He like, grabs his head and shakes it. I'm like, whoa, dude, you're gonna break something. Settle down. Um, again, it's just kind of another goofy. 20 minute episode but it does set up some things like i said carly um yeah there's not really too much else going on i feel like she becomes a reoccurring character otherwise it's literally just the same kind of thing freeze a bunch of autobots it's kind of the same thing as like the attack of the autobots something's happening to the autobots are getting picked off one by one and just when you think they might actually get all of them 
something happens to reset everything and put everything back, which is exactly what happens here. They, yeah. you know, reverse the polarity and free them all, and then they just chase all the Decepticons. And then I think um, Ironhide destroys the Immobilizer, and they're just like, like, well, we're not going to mess with that because it's too dangerous. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, like I feel bad not really analyzing this, but it's really just 22 minutes of random nonsense. Down in the trivia section, TF Wiki says, "Video games in the arcade, pan with two exclamation points, <laughs> oh, with two exclamation points, chew, ha ha ha, SFX, hot, and robot resource." Nice. Oh, I forgot about this. They talk Which about is um. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about uh when the cop pulls over bumblebee there's this whole scene where spike is riding in bumblebee and a cop pulls him over and he's like son your driving is terrible and he's like i wasn't driving i'm in the passenger seat and he's like stop being a wise ass da, 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 da. and then bumblebee just transforms and he's like dude i was driving i'm an autobot and then the cop's like oh shit oh and like oh fuck <laughs> it's just such a weird i mean it's kind of funny but at the same time it's really just it's weird. It's just a weird scene, but it was kind of funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even remember how that resolves itself. Because remember, there's like, oh no, like Ravage shows up or something, right? And they have to. Oh, that's right. He has to go get the jumper cables from the cop and hook up the cop's battery to shock Ravage. And I'm like, again, I feel like Spike would have probably got zapped during that whole exchange. <laughs> I don't really know. Otherwise, he's always oh, got those rubber Maybe the rubber boots grounded him. That's why he never takes them off. In case he needs to electrocute somebody. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about this one? No, it was not good. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I mean, like I said, sets up a few things, but for the most part, it was just MacGuffin happens, wreaks havoc, put everything back together by the end, and you're good. We get to see Bumblebee play video games, which is hilarious, and uh, that's about it. There's not really too much else going on with this. <laughs> I feel like our review of these three episodes was pretty quick, but... Uh, yeah, there's just not much to talk about. I do feel like we're we're getting into a nice section of episodes, though. I think it's I think we have finally cleared the kind of stagnant. Like I don't know why, but like these episodes feel more season one to me than season two. Like season one is this weird kind of self-contained thing where most of the episodes are doing something important, like introducing characters or you know establishing things like. You know, you have the three-part opener, you have the Insecticon episode, you have the Space Bridge episode, you have the Dinobots episodes, you have Skyfire. So, like, things are moving, things are happening. You have the Devastator episode. And it's a really, like, compact, concise season. And so I think for the most part, I think of it favorably. Season two is, first of all, much longer. I think it's a full, like, 50 episodes, because back then they would do... um like one every day after school. So you, instead of doing 20 episodes, you do like 50 some or 65 even sometimes because that's like 13 times five. So like 13 weeks, five a week, something like that. In any case, so you had to, you had to churn out a lot of stuff. You, you were constantly. Oh yeah. No, you, know, you couldn't take the time. Like nowadays, kids shows one a week for 20 episodes. You have time to write these things, put some love into it. 
This was just, we got to fill space, come up with something. Um, but it's it's like the beginning half of season two is very hit or miss to me. The second half of season two, I feel like they hit their stride and you got a lot of good stuff going on. And then I season three is just off the walls bonkers. Um, so like it has interesting, like season three is almost all about aliens. It's almost like the Autobots and the Decepticons barely even fight each other anymore. There's always some weird Quintesson or yeah, alien presence. No, that's fair. Um, which can be interesting, but I feel like this is the kind of like small dead zone, the very beginning of season two, where it's kind of still in the season one mindset, but now they don't have anything to like introduce or set up. So they have just kind of these random stupid things. And then eventually when they get like new characters again, they can set things up or do more interesting stories. I don't know how, what changed, but these, these couple are very just kind of flat. But uh, next time we will be watching the Autobot run number 23, Atlantis arise number 24, which I really like that episode. And then Day of the Machines, number 25, which is apparently responsible for, like, 14 He-Man plots. <laughs> or, no, the, the, the He-Man plots were responsible for this. Um, I don't remember Day of the Machines at all. Um, the Autobot run, I remember, because that's the one where they build this device to lock them in their alt modes, uh, which is an interesting concept. So that one, And that's one of the ones that's done by the other animation studio, like, like City of Steel. So that one's going to look interesting. Uh, and Atlantis Arise, I actually really like. I like that episode a lot. It's got some good stuff going on. Um, so I really think that's going to be a good one. I'm excited to watch that again. So I feel like next time the episodes will be okay. And then after that, I feel like it really opens up because we're going to start moving into uh, like the latter half, like at least the middle uh, to to end of season two, which is where I think it really gets better. So I'm excited. But uh, yeah, that's uh, what you'll be looking forward to next time. Uh, do you have anything else to add for these episodes before we wrap it up? No, they were something we watched with our eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, the, like I said, the first there were what six episodes into season two now, and there's been like one or two that are okay. They're very much just filler episodes, and they're just kind of... They're just here. Yeah, fill, some filler episodes can be fun, and some can be boring, and these were just kind of boring. It happens. Um, I also find like the episodes with the more diverse cast of characters I enjoy more, and I really felt like a lot of these were kind of stagnant. I mean, Traitor, it's literally like Prime, Ratchet, Mirage, Cliffjumper... I think that's it. It's like the only four Autobots in that episode. And then um, what was the one we just talked about? The Immobilizer. There's a decent number of, of characters in that one, but it's mostly like Ratchet, Wheeljack, Ironhide, Prime, Bumblebee. Yeah, so they, they really open it up later on, and I think that's the more characters you have, I think it gets more interesting. But Yeah. Yeah, so that's it for these. Uh, if you've seen them before, you could probably, if you're doing a rewatch, you could probably skip them, I think. Like, definitely watch them all at least once, but then once is enough. 
Uh, but yeah, so definitely uh, look forward to next time because there's going to be some pretty good episodes next time. Do we have any emails or anything like that? Uh, we do not. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So uh, I guess we'll wrap up here. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at TeletranFun, T-E-L-T-R-A-A-N-F-U-N on Twitter. Uh, send us emails, TeletranFunPod at gmail.com. Uh, where can they find you on, on the internet, Shook? Uh, real quick before I sneeze again, you can find me on Twitter at CollectorShooky. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, sounds good. Um, you can check out all my Transformer toy reviews as well as other toy reviews on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash longstoys. And then I am on Twitter at clong83, the letter C, L-O-N-G, 83 on Twitter. Um, I also have Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, all Long's toys. Uh, I don't use all of them that much, but they're out there. So uh, definitely hang out, uh, communicate with us on Twitter. Um, say hi, send us an email, be part of the show. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, look forward to episode nine, where we'll be watching those next three episodes. I'm excited because there's definitely, I'm excited. Atlantis Arise is definitely going to be my favorite out of the three. I don't know why I like it so much. I just do. But in any case, um, I guess that's going to do it for us. So do you have anything else to add before we uh, head out of here, Sheik? Uh, no. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. Transform and roll out.